0: My skin is black. What um, you looking at?
1: Yeah. My skin is black. I feel so good to, to be black right now.
0: Welcome to episode 92 of the Black in Fashion Podcast I am your host, Lenise Collier And of course, we cannot start any podcast without acknowledging our sponsors Of course, all of our black sponsors All of them are going to be, of course, a black-owned business One of our newest sponsors is actually um, Chaos the Brand Which is a ready-to-wear apparel line for women who crave exclusivity They take pride in creating fun, distinctive, and alluring pieces Their motto is to live life on every occasion Asian. Get up, get dressed, and live your best life every day Use code HBIC We know what that stands for, head, head bitch in charge yeah. <laughs> HBIC chaos for 10% off your first purchase So today I am joined with Gucci Thank you Gucci for joining me today, how are you?
1: i the doing alright, thank you for having me
0: Good, 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 I'm glad that you can be with us today So I like to do just like a small little icebreaker before I like start any interviews It's real okay. small, it's just called this or that <laughs> <laughs> Pick one or the other, okay? Right. So, I'm gonna start the top then. So, fedoras or snapbacks?
1: Fedoras.
0: Yeah, that was a given. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jordans and <or> Nikes.
1: <laughs> Nikes.
0: Okay. Be mm, necks or crew necks? Crew necks. Shorts or pants? Pants. Oh you is so sometimes I be stomping people. Sometimes I ain't get a chance to stomp you this time. Look at me. Aviators around Shades. Aviators <laughs> But you got on rounds today. <laughs> Cool, cool, cool. So we're gonna jump right in. Um, tell me a little bit about your background, um, and how you got a career started in fashion, amongst other things. I know you do a lot, but well, let's just let's start at the bottom. Like, where you're from? You know, you know where you went to school at, any like interesting stories growing up that kind of led you in this direction.
1: Um, so Gucci the Great, like she already said, um, I'm from Brownsville, Brooklyn. Um, I went to school. Well, I went to transit in Grand Street. Um, I graduated from Grand Street, but I started um, at Trades and Tech High School. Um, I was always, I always won Best Dress. I always, that was always me in every yearbook. Um, I started basically really designing like middle school because I used to dance as well. So I used to choreograph the, like the dances for the, the talent shows and stuff oh, like that. Oh, okay. So they block parties for certain blocks in East New York and Brooklyn. So I used to design the female clothes, like, but I started as like spray paint, fabric paint, stuff like that. Like, it wasn't really much sewing. I was young. I didn't know too much about it. Mm -hmm. Um, A little later down the line, my grandmother, Grandma Gucci, shout out to Grandma Gucci. She told me the basics of the sewing machine. And then once I got comfortable with it, I'm not nasty with it. So we're going to throw that out there real quick. But I could do a little thing or two. But um shout
0: out to grandma. Grandma <laughs> taught me how to sew too.
1: Yeah, Grandma's so
0: always the one.
1: She told me the basics, so you feel me? Like I started doing little stuff like um uh, like basically taking t shirts apart, putting it back together or cutting it from another fabric and you know, stuff like that. Um so yes. Yeah, gotcha.
0: So um I heard that a lot of your collections represent different things and different issues and they tackle like autism and domestic violence and stuff like that. So yeah. tell me a little bit about that and why that has become an inspiration to you.
1: Um, so I'm the black sheep of my family on uh, both sides. So um, I just like I just like to. So basically, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a double back real quick. My brand, I basically let's call living life apparel. And like it basically goes against everything that society says and basically through fashion. So let me say that through fashion. It goes against everything that society says how you're supposed to live a perfect life through fashion. So you feel me? Most of the time you go on the computer, you see a slim girl, you don't really see a thick girl. Like that's Mm -hmm. not, that's not reality. That's not, you you know what I'm saying? Like that'll put people in depression, that'll put people, you know, that'll put people in weird places. So I basically just started brand outs for everybody. So I touch on things that I, that I noticed that the society slash media don't touch on such as domestic violence and autism and, I suffer with endometriosis and a lot of people don't know what that is and like, you know, stuff like that. So everything I, I try to, you know, see, I look, I, I watch a couple videos, I watch TV, I see what they don't touch on. That's important. And I see that a lot of people suffer with And I, Make a design about it.
0: That's what's up. I'm gonna say that is honestly one of the things that drew me like to the interview upon contact is because I haven't meet, met a lot of designers that actually, you know, focus and do collections and clothing and stuff like that based off of like what's going on around them. It's mostly all about the clout, you know, yeah. and the, I'm you know, and what that. it looks like and stuff like that. And I actually did a collection in college based on domestic violence because nice. I was going through it at the time, and nobody in my classroom understood it. And I'm just like, it's not for y'all to understand. Yeah, like it's not That's for you. Yeah, it was for me. Yeah. yeah. And they asked us to do a, uh, they asked us to do a collection based off of emotion. And at the time, I might done nothing make me emotional. Like I was like a rock. Like yeah. I was hard because I was going through shit. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, the only thing that makes me emotional is my situation. But I didn't want to share that with the fucking yeah. class. But I went ahead and just all the garments was fucked up they were fucked. Everything was ripped up. It was tore up. Like, everything was dark, and it was like a little bit of hints of purple, like for domestic violence, stuff like right. that. And they kept trying to get me to explain it, because you're supposed to like, give the whole thing. Well, it explains itself. I didn't even have to explain it. I was just like, here's my project. It explains it. <laughs> and then that was and Everybody was just like, I'm like, and that was That's it. Yeah, I explained
1: the self. So it's all in the details. That's why, like you know, certain stuff that I make it may be graphic design, but if you zoom on and you really pay attention to the detail, you'll see the story.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, I also know that you have a non for profit as well. So tell me yeah. about your non for profit.
1: Um, so I turned something, I turned something bad into good. Well, I'm not gonna say it was bad, but I turned something that was not so good into positive. Um, when I was in high school in on transit tech, um. I started this group called Self-Paid Bosses, so basically we just had parties, promoted parties, and did a whole bunch of other other activities, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um, as I got older and, you know, I started seizing things and losing a lot of friends to the streets and stuff like that, and I lost my brother at 17, Um, so, like, I basically, like, kind of shifted it, like, I made it something positive, so... I went and made it a nonprofit, and I started getting contact with the people. I started from my um, clothing line, Living Life Apparel. I take fifteen percent from every sale, and I put it towards yeah um, the, the, the nonprofit. So I do stuff like sponsoring. I work with um, kids. Want to know? I'm not sure if you guys know what that is, but I work with them. I sponsor a lot of events that they have, and they have a um, upcoming thing that they um uh, that they have called Why which stands for We on You, okay. and um, I sponsor that as well. So like I sponsor a lot of kids' stuff, so like not really. Adults and stuff like that, because I feel like the kids, is, the kids yeah. is up next. If they misguided or they feel like they don't have no way to do it, they're going to tunnel that angle, that energy to something negative I like that. I did as a child. So I just wish I had somebody like me. So uh-huh. I'm just trying to be that person for somebody we else. We have the
0: partner on that. I, um, I own a nonprofit, too. It's called the Black Girls Designer Club, okay. because we design, too. Um, and I feel like we're like, and mine is from uh, girls from six to the age of twenty. Nice. Um, and we do events and stuff like that, so we should probably do something together, yeah, we like bring the can. kids together and maybe do a block party or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we like have really, a whole really bunch of stuff. Them.
1: We got kids, little kids. I just uh, sponsored the event last. What was this? Uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. I had kids. They was performing. They was rapping. They was dancing. Like it, it'd it be cool. Every event, you know, it's nice. So. Um, I've been trying to get into ACS for a couple of, uh, <laughs> for a while, which is where she worked. Nice. But, um, every time, you know, something ACS. happens. Yeah.
0: Oh, shit. I Basically know a lot of people. And I feel crazy, because I feel like I know people who work for ACS. Akita worked for ACS. Tati worked for ACS. I think Hadassah. A couple of people that I work with now worked for, like, ACS, too. Yeah,
1: so, you know, like, those kids in there, they going through a lot, you know what I'm saying? Mm. They're not with their parents. So, it's like, you know, you got to give back to the community, and why not start there?
0: Yeah, definitely. So, tell me, do you feel like, um... Music and like because like I'm, everything is geared toward like living the life outside of like what is the norm. Do you feel like music and like social media and like reality TV play a big part on the way that people dress? And do you feel like it's super duper psychological, like everybody trying to like keep up with the Joneses? Yeah
1: what's your views on, on that. that i definitely do i feel like no like everybody's scared to be theyself like at this point in time nobody really want to be judged nobody want to be not like not the popular kid. so they try to you know they try to keep up with what they see but that's also like you said the media and stuff because that's what they present they don't show they they don't show the real side of them they don't show the human side of them not the celebrity side like you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. kids see that like oh i want that i want that and that'd be false imitation and this is how we, we hear now. Like, all the rappers now, they talk about killing each other, smoking weed, popping pills. And look at these little kids. They, like, 12, 13. They high off of Zans and E-pills and stuff. Like, they can't even count. That's crazy.
0: Do you think that the that we can blame the parents? I don't know if that's the right thing to use. I ain't going to say blame the parents. I want to say they're not filtering what they have or they're not paying enough attention to the youth. Like, or it could just—I don't. It could be mostly like I'm not a parent, a, so I don't want to like. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, like, it's hard, hard, hard to question, say. Yeah. yeah, I'm like I'm not a parent, but do, I do feel like that the parents do have to be more in control of what's going on. Or see things, but then, like as you say, you feel like you was the, like the black sheep of your family, and sometimes you just naturally a rebel, yeah. and you want to kind of like go against the grain. And sometimes and your trying family to figure just you misunderstand, yeah. like you just misunderstood because of that, you know. Right. So, can you tell me about a time, like you know, like a story, something like that? I have a segment. It's called like it's a success, it's a disaster. <laughs> so, like like something that may have happened, like you know, whether it's you know something that you knew, you learned in your business, like maybe something that went completely to hell. And then you learn from the experience. Maybe it made you a different business person, or it made you deal with people differently. Do you have anything like that?
1: Um. um I could. Yeah, I think I do. Okay. Um. So I originally started my business in 2016, um, and like when I started, it wasn't going as I thought it. Like you know, as I thought it would. The support, like the support people give me, like regularly, like, like you like me starting a business, you would have thought that I would have got that same support. And support is not buying anything. It's a simple share. It's a simple like. It's a simple follow on the page. Like, support goes along. It's a simple, hey, you with a friend. Hey, my friend got a clothing line. Or whatever the Mm -hmm. case may be. Like, support is, you know, it it goes in different ways. And it's just like, I seen that the people that basically supported me was complete strangers or people I didn't really know that was watching me on social media and stuff like that. And it was like, my family and friends was the last people to support me and they barely support me now. But... Mm. And that's what it is.
0: I think that that, and I feel like I I feel that a lot as far as like your some of your biggest fans and stuff like that are people that don't know you from a can of paint. Like, they don't know you at all. And I think that just kind of goes with entrepreneurship and you really get a chance to see. But it's like you almost got to charge it up. It's like, you know what? I didn't make these clothes for them. Yeah, I'm not doing much. what I'm doing for them because maybe they was, they're not my target consumer. There was a long time where I was just like, you know what? I don't. I hate the fact that people don't, like my not people, I hate the fact that my friends and my family don't purchase for me and they don't buy for me. And then it's like complete strangers come from me. I'm like, well, maybe I'm not that target consumer. Or I think I saw a quote or something recently, which is like, they jealous of the person or not even jealous, like they can't get the old you or the child like mm-hmm. you or the out person they that mom. they knew mm-hmm. out their mind. So this is a completely different person. They haven't gotten used to that person yet. And some people are just one track minded that's, and they will never get used to fact. it. So it's just like how it's like you it's like a never ending or whatever. But we can't help it but to want to accept or want to you know, feel that validation come from our friends and our family because at the end of the day, those are the people that we're trying to make proud. Yeah. You know, we're striving and we doing something to like you know break generation Ooh, curses yeah. and do things out the norm mm. for y'all right and y'all are the ones they'd be like i don't give a shit they <laughs>
1: give me your ass to kiss in other words pretty <laughs> much i definitely feel you on that i'm mm. definitely <laughs> <laughs> definitely i gotta laugh i definitely feel you on that yeah. definitely
0: so tell me about like your, your creative process like how do you draw like inspiration like from your colon line and like to create you create different collections every season or how do you how does your creative process go
1: so honestly, sometimes it like it depends like um like sometimes I may drop something every week, I may drop something every day, I may drop something every month. like it depends on how I'm feeling or it depends on what I encounter. Like like I told you before we started, so I'm not really a social person. But when I do go out, I do I do network, I do socialize so, and like um, since a kid, like a lot of people gravitate towards me, so like they basically, I could go to a bar right now. And I've been there for an hour or two. I probably know two people's life stories. And you feel me? Like, just me listening to their life stories and what they go to and giving them the best advice that I can. Mm-hmm. I'll be done, went home, and cre- and created something and be like, just all from right. Just the them, words that yeah, they said and, and I'm dropping it tomorrow, like, or oh, I'm dropping it next week. And I'll be done, have my models I want in play. if I know them already, if not, I'm put, making a post, like, hey, I need models for this, this, that, and the third. Like, I have the type of model I want and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have a favorite category? Like, do you prefer shirts or pants or jackets, or is there a certain category that you draw to more often?
1: Um, As of right now, well, as of this moment and when I started, I basically, like, do a lot of streetwear. Okay. So, like, you know, uh, sweatpants, hoodies, T-shirts, you know, hats, you know, classic streetwear. Um, mm-hmm. But the the lane I'm about to move to is what I really – Wanted to get into But I had to just build My fan base first Before I give them All this heat Am I
0: getting an exclusive Right now Am I getting
1: an exclusive
0: Exclusive interview What's the lane
1: So You're gonna see I ain't gonna I ain't gonna throw that out there But I just had to You know I had to Build that up real quick I had to let them know Who I was for a little bit And I'm about to Show them what I'm really about I'm about to Get my foot in this door
0: Okay well, I can help you. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely can't. I don't know if you know. I own a beer consulting company. Okay, nice. um, And I create, That's, what, that's I have a studio over in Bushwick. I have 14 employees. And that's what nice. we do. We create people's clothing lines for them, nice. cut and sew. So we do no, everything from fabric sourcing, pattern making, yeah, the whole mm, shebang. We nice. do it from top to bottom. We okay. don't have water So we, season, <laughs> we so. go network. Yeah, we don't have water on people. We go so network. We're trying to create something, whatever. We make everything except for shoes and jewelry. So we do bags, hats. We do everything right. across the board. Go so on. come fuck with us. I will. So, like, I thought she was gonna give me the exclusive. <laughs> no,
1: I can't get that to you, but if I'm gonna work with you, you're gonna see it before everybody else. Yeah, I'm gonna so. see the sketch first, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or
0: I'm gonna sketch it for you because I'm one of those people you can just talk to me and I can nice, yeah, I that's can get nice. it out. Like, I pull it right out. That's I'm like, this is nice. what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, let's
1: go ahead and Most make it. Most of them are right tech packs already, but
0: gotcha, so. gotcha. <laughs> but you know that, you know, and that's why I like ask people about the design journey because and you know that you really don't need tech packs unless you're going overseas.
1: That's crazy. Yeah,
0: and I and I think that that's one like misconception. Like people be spending all this time and or money creating tech packs. If you're producing uh, domestically like here LA like wherever whatever you don't even need that like you legit just need like a picture like that's it and then we create the patterns and the samples right. and stuff like that and then we kind of push them over into the manufacturers and they just make them Um nice. it's good to have like that tech that technical knowledge and stuff like that and have it down so you know mm-hmm. specifically what seam finishes you yeah. want what fabrics you want but you actually don't need that so I hope you're doing them yourself
1: and you ain't paying nah, no I am doing them oh herself. okay cause I'm like I heard somebody tell me they nah. had paid to
0: come out for a tech pack I'm like for oh, what no, no,
1: that's crazy I wasn't I'm like oh, you got bamboozled <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> that's, that's a lot.
0: Bamboozled. Six hundred dollars for a tag for what? For one, only one? For one garment. Oh, and wow. I was just like, for what? Oh, I'm yeah, like, and then I'm like, out. how? And the measurements that was in there, it had, me, crack, it had me cracking up. Because <laughs> I was just like, what? And it had something. I think it said like that. Like that the chest measurement was like seven. I was like, was it for a child? Like, and I'm just like, but no it's like way. someone is a new designer. They won't be able to notice that. But know. the first thing I saw was chest. And the shit said seven. And I was just like.
1: Oh, they bamboozled you. Did they like it. Guys, say right, it ain't say kids, child, no adults, nothing. It was, no a, adults, women's, no it was nothing. a women's
0: line, and they were doing, and they had like the cross chest measurement. They had like the arm measurement, all this stuff. And I'm looking at the numbers, and I'm just like seven, seven, okay,
1: fourteen. 15.
0: I'm looking at it, and I'm just like what the fuck is this? <laughs> so
1: am I seeing wrong? <laughs> yeah, I've seen,
0: I've seen a lot of people who hop into the industry and not educated, they ain't had grandma or they didn't do like the proper research and stuff like that and then they honestly, they do get bamboos I yeah. see it every day because the clients, it's like I've had people come to me crying like I've spent five $6,000, they took my money, they did this and I was just like, it's fucked up that people are out here doing that to people that they know better or they just trying to finesse their way through or whatever yeah. but I do feel like being a designer is somewhat... Trendy right now, and I think it's like for me, I take it personal. So, I was like, I'm I go back to granny, I'm like, my granny taught me the foundation. It's like, if you're not willing to learn, like, you ain't gotta know how to do everything, nobody gonna know how to do everything That's gonna be
1: too much, that's too many hats, yeah. But if you don't want to at
0: least try to learn like the the basics, like the foundation and stuff, it's just like, how can you really call yourself a designer when you don't even want to know like the basics of the shit,
1: you know? Or even like me personally, I feel like a lot of everybody coming out with clothing lines and everybody want to call themselves a designer, but. I just feel it's for the clout. Like, oh, they came up with oh, a good yeah. idea. Hey, I'm going to put this on the shirt. I got 100 friends that follow me every day. I know they're going to buy it. It's, you know, it be for yeah. the money. Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But in the long run, you got to understand, like, your first two years or whatever the case may be, depending on how you is and how you marketing yourself, like, you're going gonna to spend more than you going to make. You understand what Thanks. I'm saying? But they don't understand that. They just thinking about the money, so they making fast stuff. And they be like, oh, I'm making a collection. And they got a hoodie in there. That's yeah. not a collection. A collection, you gotta have a pants, you gotta have a shirt, you gotta have, you gotta be able to mix it up. That's a Facts, collection. And yeah. you me? You'll ask a lot of them that and they'd be looking at you like you're crazy. Crazy.
0: I have learned to start turning people away because, like, within the past year, and I, I did grow my business really, really fast, like helping other designers, and I had a lot of those. People who just wanna, like, throw their name on some shit, and I had people wanna make, like, somebody wants to make a t shirt. I might like, just go buy a t shirt then and, like, go Seriously. print on it. You want me, you want me you want to make a t shirt from scratch? I'm like, what's the difference? He's like, well, I couldn't find a quality. I mean, you can keep looking, sis, because the <laughs> amount of money that I'm going to charge you to make something from scratch is going to be a lot more than you're going right. to spend. But then I find that because they just want it for the trendiness and stuff mm-hmm. like that, they're in a rush. Um, don't know shit about fabrics. Don't know shit about nothing. Marketing, PR. Don't know nothing about nothing. Just in a rush to throw some shit up on Instagram. Right. And then they're not successful, you know, at all. Because it's like you're not even putting in the groundwork to understand what the business is like, you know. Yeah. Have you ever, have you had people that like kind of cling on to you because they see you doing your thing and, ask, and they ask you to help
1: them? Um... Every day of my life. I want to be honest. How
0: do you you go about, or how do you end up helping them? And you choose the ones that you feel are more about it, or do you just kind of like, you know, I'm kind of focused on my own shit right now. I can't really, you know, get involved.
1: So to be honest, like. Before, like, I'ma say this shit. Like, I was basically helping everybody. Like, you know, that's just the type of person I am. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I'm a like I usually if I if I if I care about you, I don't care about too many people and anybody to tell you that. But if I mm-hmm. care about you, or you feel me, like I see you grinding, or I just met you, or like you a person that I speak to on Instagram all the time, and I see that you, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'll put my put what I'm doing aside for a little bit, and I you know I help them out. But at where, where I'm at right now in life, like I'm not. I was helping like, is nobody that fancy yourself. No more. Because, basically, when it's my turn, everybody basically tell me to kiss their ass so everybody can kiss my ass now. Yeah. Respectfully.
0: Respectfully. So you, sometimes you just got to be selfish, you know? Like, you have to be. And I think that sometimes when we go out of our way to try to help people and push people to do things, you know... You know, because they came to us, and we, we care about them. We sometimes selling ourselves short, yeah. you know, because we're taking away from, you know, the time that we can be utilizing yeah. for ourselves and our creative process to try to understand what the fuck is going on in their mind creatively, Seriously. which is, like, usually all over the place, which is why they're coming to you for help right. to begin with. And then you be stuck, like, why did I even spend my time helping this person? Like, they ain't really want shit, you know? Yeah. And then it's like you you, you you have, like, some resentment there. Yeah. like, And then when it's,
1: like... Just burnt the bridge for no reason. For no reason at all.
0: So where, I know you said that you're from Brooklyn, but you don't live here now. So what, where did you migrate to and why?
1: Um, I went to Jersey. I just wanted to be away from everybody. I didn't want nobody to have easy access to me, you know, knocking on the door. Like, I just wanted to be away. I wanted. I ain't going to say start over because I still associate with a few people, but I just wanted to be away. Like, I was living in Brownsville. Everybody knocking on the door. I got to run into everybody. Everybody want to conversate. I be mm-hmm. trying not to be rude. I don't really want to talk. I don't got the time to talk. I'm, I'm trying to go do something. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just isolated myself where I could just focus on me and do what I got to do so I can make it.
0: Do you feel like isolation helps in your creative
1: process? Um, sometimes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, feel like that, I feel like that's what I need. I got to be. And I got, <laughs> I, I got a studio full of people. I'd be like, you know what? I'm staying home today. Like in order for me to work. And then mm-hmm. I've gotten to a space and I think that every business only gets to a space where sometimes they feel like they cannot work on their business and in their business at the same time yes. because you're trying to go to like different heights or whatever mm-hmm. and you're trying to grow so it's so hard to be in a space where you constantly trying to train or help the people that mm-hmm. like you like you honestly got to like let their ass go like people yeah. that's working underneath you they got to figure it out just like how yeah. you figured it out like you can get that basic foundation but then it's just like you got to let them they got to work with it because yeah. like i gotta i gotta move on like right. i gotta do other shit so that way right. we can, i continue to grow but then i also continue to lead at the same time yeah
1: me, i can grow with me so exactly
0: do you ever feel like that it has been challenging for you, like as a black designer, like really, really, like taking off in this industry? Like, are you a designer that feel like that? You're okay, being a black designer and just sticking in that black designer world, or do you actually want to infiltrate that more? That that fashion industry over
1: there, that that industry. I'll stay in my lane, black yeah. designer. <laughs> That's that's it. Like that's mm-hmm. I I want to be seen as me. Mm-hmm. Like you know it's like I know it's hard for black people to get their foot in yeah. a lot of things. So you feel me? I'm not gonna that that'll yeah. never be me. I'm gonna yeah. stay I see that lane. I
0: always see a split on that because I always ask that question. I'm just like they feel like they have to. Mm. Industry. Create visibility in this so-called, honestly, this white designer industry. I ain't going to say white. Maybe European, little Asian, yeah. little whole bunch of just shit all over yeah. there. But then there's, like, other people who are just like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm not seeking acceptance at all. Like, well. I don't want them. So it brings me back to... Black history, in all honesty, yeah. like, you know, Malcolm X has one vision, and Martin Luther King had one vision, right. and you had W.E. Bois, that had one vision, Marcus Garvey had a different vision, Marcus Garvey and Malcolm X is just like, fuck that, we, this is Africa, this is it, this is just us, <laughs> and whereas Martin Luther King and W.E. Bois, like, we gotta fit in. We yeah. gotta, we gotta make them accept us, you know. So it's like it's always a split. So I was like, I'm like, I wonder who my Malcolm, my who my Malcolm X people is, Marcus Garvey, and my Black Panther party is, and then who is my Rainbow push, my of Luther King, <laughs> and my W E. The Black people is like, oh no, we just gotta fit in.
1: I mean, with that, I feel like if you're doing your thing, regardless, like you don't gotta fit in. The right, right people gonna gravitate towards you, like so. That's whether right. it's the people in that industry that you feel like. You know, some people may feel like me personally, I don't, but some people may say what I'm saying and really want to go that way, but don't feel like they don't want to disap- disappoint they, they people. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I feel like you doing what you got to do and you being you, you staying true. The, what's, what's meant for you going to be meant for you. The right people going to gravitate towards you, so it's no need to try to make this person like you or make this person want to work with you. They don't want to work with you. They don't want to work with you. Don't stop your grind. I just make you want to work harder. You, you know, you, you turn that into a, a better design or a better whatever you're doing, a better rap or whatever or the whatever case may be. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not about trying to fit in like me. Like, I don't fit in like I'm I'm a lesbian. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's hard for a lot of LGBT communities, and I'm black, but I'm here. Mm-hmm.
0: I got you. So tell me, I have a diff- another segment, Um, it's called It's, it's a Amuse. Um, and It's Amuse segment is actually brought to you by Modish VIP Club at Makara's Modish, where you can get exclusive access to discounts, new drops before it hits the gram, and more. You can add fashion to your lookbook with one-of-a-kind fashion accessories from Macara's Modish. You can log on to ShopModish.com and use promo code LANICE in all caps for 10% off your first purchase. So what is something that you utilize to inspire you, whether it is I usually go towards a mantra or an affirmation, a book, or maybe even a person that you um, that you speak to, maybe a mentor that you would want to share with someone else to kind
1: of keep them inspired? Honestly, uh, nobody. nobody. It's just well, me. It, do you have,
0: like, an affirmation or a quote like, or a book or anything that you refer to? Do you um, meditate? Do you use I crystals? I meditate here and there. I use yeah.
1: crystals. You mm-hmm. know, I do my candles and all that. But mainly, like, it's just, it's just me. Like, just everything I've been through as a child to now and just... Being a black sheep, um, I'm, I'm, mm. I'm tired of being a black sheep. I'm here.
0: Do You have a favorite crystal? Nah.
1: Nah. 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 nah, nah. <laughs> you seem like you're a pyrite girl. <laughs>
0: That's that manifestation one, the driven one. Like, you you create, you you have the most possible outcome in all situations, which is um, pyrite and, like, green adventure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Those are the two. I, I got a green adventure. You got too. a green adventure? Yeah, yeah that's the, the green <laughs> adventure. I had that one in my hand this morning when I was <laughs> meditating, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I definitely got one of those.
0: Gotcha. So, do you have any favorite designers or anyone that you, you like or, you know, that you're inspired by?
1: Honestly, no. No? Same. Like. <laughs> Same.
0: I don't. People I'm ask saying. me that all the time. I was like, me. Oh. Yeah,
1: seriously. You know, I ain't want <laughs> to say that. Shit, I just said like no, one I wanted to say that. Yeah, but you know no, you can say that.
0: I mean, <laughs> this is the. i like, Black and bash podcast. Every time someone asks me that, I'm like, me. I'm oh like, it's nothing because, yeah. like, you want you ask me a question that goes to like this industry that doesn't even have my people visible at all. So why would anybody over right. there inspire me anyway? I mean, I, I fuck with Kirby, Kirby Um but that's probably it. Maybe Laquan Smith. But it's like I just like them as designers, but it's like I don't necessarily like their, their work. Okay. Like that's not something that I think I would ever wear okay. or anything like that. But they they got some they got some pieces. And do you feel like that there is enough I guess the there is some black designers out there. Okay. They do have I feel like they have the resources, they have visibility, and then there are a lot of different like non for profits and mm-hmm. organizations and stuff like that that are there to uplift black designers. Have you utilized any of those or took part like I think it's like Harlem Fashion Row and they have like mm-hmm. you know Harlem Fashion to, Week? No, Things I haven't to to,
1: this year though I plan on doing Fashion Week though. Okay. In New York well uh, Soho, but Okay. This will be my first year.
0: First year, you look yeah,
1: okay. have you heard of Flying Solo? Um, no, I haven't.
0: Okay, it's a store. This, um, it's in Soho. Um, it's on Broadway, and the, all they do is uh create like, um, it's a store that only takes like new designers, and you can get your stuff like in the store, or whatever. They have like different packages or whatever where like you get a rack or something like that, but it helps with like increasing like visibility for your for your right. own brand because it's like you get people just walking down the street that can see it, yeah. they may not necessarily know your website. And then they have a showroom piece too where multiple stylists like pull from it to give you like editorial coverage. And That's stuff. nice. Yeah, you should check Flying it out. Flying Solo? Flying Solo. And All it's right. mostly, it's mostly I would say it's mostly black designers and a lot of like streetwear, urban designers. Like, that's what the store I feel like it's kind of pretty much stacked with and it's right in the middle of Solo. That's what's up. Yeah, so definitely check yeah, it that, that out. Yeah, that sounds
1: like a, well, I ain't going to say fully sounds like, but it sounds like a store in Harlem called um, Different Out of Light because they take a lot of, yeah, I upcoming think black it. owned business because I have my clothes in there.
0: Oh, nice, nice, yeah. nice. Do so you find that you make more money just going to direct to consumer or have you feel like you've gotten a lot of, you know, traction from having like your space in like
1: stores? um having it in stores and a little bit of both i could mm-hmm. definitely say a little bit but like half and half like the stores it was more or less like i enjoyed it because it was like i don't really know nobody that's coming in there you feel me so it mm-hmm. felt good like you feel me i see people call me on get a text message it's like hey i just seen somebody in Harlem with your stuff or hey i just seen somebody in the bronx with your stuff and it's even such a small world uh one of the people that I purchased from my store they wound up Working with her and they came in there and then they got the stuff and he like hey I bought that from my friend's store da da da, da and then she's like hey blah 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 and it was like that you know it'd be stuff yeah, like that yeah it's a small
0: world you yeah. never know who like will connect now so what you say you're not being like a social person how do you interact and or utilize social media to like you know grow your business
1: so I definitely I definitely do the social media thing a lot um, when I do go out though like I stated earlier like I do know how to be social but I'm not like. People, they do stupid stuff, so you know what I'm (laughs) saying? Like, I'm going to be honest, and I don't have the patience for that, so it's like, you know, like, I pick and choose. So, like, if I go in a room, like, and say if I came in here and there was about 10 people in here, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have said nothing for about 10 minutes. Like, I would have spoke when I came in, but I wouldn't have said nothing for about 10 minutes because I would have felt everybody's energy and see who I want to speak to and see who I don't want to speak to. So people would take that, you know? I mean, you could use that as not being social, but people would take that as I'm being funny. It's like, nah, you're just Mm -hmm. not the type of person I want to share my energy with.
0: I literally was just watching a video right before you came in here about a girl saying that she was at her workspace and that everybody, not everybody, but like a couple of employees had approached her manager and said that she don't like me, she don't speak to me, she's like, I'm not obligated to speak to you. And in the same way or form, my obligation is to make sure that I am not harassing any employees and that I'm not, I'm being respectful and that I'm doing my job. But, don't take my silence as you know, like me being mean and disliking you or like being a bitch it's because I'm not obligated to speak to you mm-hmm. and I think that they do like I feel like society has to normalize mm-hmm. like I don't have to talk to you <laughs> seriously, and
1: we don't have an issue. Like, right, there's I just no, you making it yeah. a beef and it's not a beef. <laughs> it's like, not, then you go, then they go, oh, this person don't like me, and that's how stuff starts. But I just feel mm-hmm. it's all about protecting your energy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. some people energy transfer to you, and they, you don't even you don't even know, and it's like, all right, now you are walking around with this terrible energy and it's, mm-hmm. it's bad or Energy aura is never it's like, lost nor destroyed; yes. just transfer
0: from one party to the next. Oh, <laughs> 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 I tell my friend, I'm like, protect your energy. You ain't about, about to get to on my to. damn nerves. Seriously, I'm
1: leaving. I'm and if the energy bad in the room leave you ain't even gotta worry about me staying there.
0: Facts. So what's next? Like do you have any I mean you ain't trying to give me no exclusives right now. <laughs> but what is you got something coming out this summer? You got any pop up shops, you got any I know you said you're gonna do fashion week and stuff like that, yeah. but anything that we can like look forward to?
1: Um, I don't do pop up shops. Pop up shops is not my thing. Mm-hmm. But um I'ma say roughly in a month and a half I got I give y'all a little bit, I got some um underwear it's coming, I got some bathing suits, I got some trunks, I got some the cut cutting So we got a couple of things. Look, to look at me, who, cut to. In, who cutting who your soul?
0: Anyways, it's not my company cutting your something. <laughs> we
1: like, go we go, we're gonna, we gonna see what you do too. We gonna we gonna give you a couple of our pieces. You know, oh, wow. you gotta shop around, you gotta see who do it the best. Mm, so, I'm the best. I'm <laughs>
0: You know I'm a plug I'm a plug my business i gonna plug my business in there. I am a black I have that's a right black owned operating team. It's me and, and fourteen other black women and men that are making these clothes for everybody. And so we got three hundred plus clients, so I'm gonna plug my oh, business that's beautiful. every day. Yeah, I'm a, that's and in and, and it's because right before I did my whole like oh I was that's what I wanted to ask you too. Did you transition out of like the work field into entrepreneurship? Like was it like a smooth transition for you or like you still going through it and how does that kinda work for you as far as like you know, that balance between, like, really building up yourself and your brands and then opposed to, like, working or... How was your transition?
1: Uh, so, basically, um, I resigned from my job due to sexual harassment from my account manager. Okay. So, um, when I resigned from my job, I basically had went on a, a leave, um, uh, and my leave was for about six months. And then after the six months was over, I was just like, I'm not going back. Like, you know, I basically started, like I relaunched my brand mm-hmm. during that time of my, my leave, I relaunched my brand. And then I was just like, basically I said, fuck them. Like, mm-hmm. and since I quit, I make more money by myself. Hey, now. Than there, so.
0: Yeah. I was, and I, I literally just said this to somebody yesterday, I'm like, when you work a job, there's a cap on your salary. There's only a certain amount of money that you can make. But when you pursue entrepreneurship and then you become like a serial entrepreneur, there's no cap. Mm -hmm. Like you can make as much money and that's Mm -hmm. why I asked you that because right before I started my not before I started my business, but before I stopped making it a side hustle, mm-hmm. I was always doing it. But I stopped making it a side hustle and decided to pursue it full on. Yeah. I worked for a company that did underwear and lingerie oh, and, nice. stuff oh, and stuff yeah. like that. so that's why yeah. it made me think of that. Nice. Um, okay. And then when I like, and I got I got laid off though because like I was working for a China import company and they you know Trump's jackass <laughs> he like like doing like the fifteen yeah. percent tariffs like on all the goods come out of mm-hmm. China so they laid off like twelve people in my department Jeez. and instead of me like just going to like file unemployment or like like or looking for another job I was just like. Stop making it a side hustle. Mm -hmm. Like think about it, full. Like Mm -hmm. think about it as a full time thing. And when you put your pedal to the metal, and I like always like to tell people that like put your pedal to the metal, you never know because I didn't have a fucking dollar.
1: Gotta believe when I got laid off. When
0: I got laid off, I had just came off a birthday vacation. had spent all my little money. Thinking I'm about to get another check, they told me I wasn't getting another fucking check. And I was just like, damn. And in three weeks, with me just literally focusing and like getting that tunnel vision, I made thirty thousand dollars in three weeks.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and that's how it goes. You gotta, you gotta believe in yourself. It's like when you at your lowest, that's when you, you, you know, you rise to your full potential. Mm -hmm. Like when everybody doubts you, you feel like you by yourself and you backed into that corner. It's just like, listen, I'm gonna make it happen. You got bills to pay. You feel me? We get my best ideas when I'm broke. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you got bills to pay, so it's like (laughs) you gonna figure out how to pay these bills. Like you know what I'm saying. Like we gonna make it happen. Like you gotta believe in yourself. So whether that mean, especially like people too, like people be stressed out their job and they have a side hustle they business and they you know they doubting they like hey like mm-hmm. like oh, I don't think it's gonna be successful I'm thinking like, you speaking that you speaking that to existence like you yeah. gotta you gotta just take just that leap you gotta gotta take that leap yeah
0: gotcha. makes sense so let everybody know like all your social media handles where to follow you she said about a month about a month so be looking so, so on I'll your give post you a preview zone. before the
1: month but mm-hmm. y'all gonna get a little preview in about three weeks alright so drop, drop your, your social
0: media handles your website where to find you
1: Alright, um, you can find me www.gucci My clothing line is www.livinglifeapparel.com. You can find me on Instagram, the universe gift underscore five seven seven. My business is at shop underscore sixteen on Twitter. Gucci the great, basically on every website, Gucci the great. That's G U C C K I I D A G R E A T.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me today. And before we close out any episode, of course, we got to mention again all our black sponsors. We got a lot now, y'all. We got a lot of black sponsors now because now so many of them. The Alumni Group, they host the dopest brunches and day parties, happy hours, and international trips for black professionals in NYC and LA. It's founded by Frandy. um The Alumni Group brings together NYC's dopest people to network and twerk at the same damn time over dope dope beats and bottomless mimosas. They're also planning a trip to Hindu. Hinduism in New Grill, Jamaica this December, so make sure y'all book ASAP, follow the alumni group. But yeah, anybody who wants to create and wants to, you know, network and or you know push their businesses on the podcast. We have a really big following here. Um, as far as like listeners, stuff like that. Most of our listeners come from Spotify and like iHeartRadio nice. and Apple Podcasts. So, you know, we're just gonna keep that black dollar circulating yeah, in the black community. You keep it in there, man. <laughs> keep it in the black community,
1: just like these Jewish people, honey. Uh-huh. We gotta uplift our community. <laughs>
0: exactly. So on that note, guys, thanks for tuning in today. As I always say, stay black. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs>